0: Hey, folks, episode number 32 of the Utica. Shout out to Magic Johnson, 32. Oh, that's right, he is 32. was it Shaq? True. Shaq was also 32. 34. Really? Yeah. Ah, see, I'm it's already. True. I gotta wait two episodes. I know. Uh, we have our uh, good friend Phil Farda here today promoting his new upcoming comedy show featuring the one and only hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's true. Um, and I'm on suspension from your brother this week. My brother, my brother uh, Andy, has put you on
1: suspension. Yep. He said that he was not happy with the way last week. You made him seem desperate to come on your show. He'd be doing you a favor, and he's not wrong. And so you're on full suspension from him. The Uticast is on suspension. We're gone on his terms.
0: Well, hopefully no one else puts us on suspension this week. Episode 32, folks, we're back. It's good to be here. What if the text? I'm so tired. This was a strange strange week. It's a weird week at the Unicast. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's uh, let's talk about a little full disclosure here for just a moment. Um, I had about 6 different people this week who we'd reached out to for interviews and all of them it looks like are going to come on the show. But are coming up soon. They're yeah. all going to be coming up soon. I'm very excited about a lot of the people who But were nobody on. could make it for this episode. This episode was very strange. Um, just as we were getting ready to start reaching out for guests for this episode, we were contacted by our good friend, Phil Farda, who was doing his comedy show, which he's going to come on and talk about in a little bit on, uh, on February 6th, um, the comedy show featuring Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And he approached me and said, Hacksaw agreed to be on the podcast. You got to call him at 830. Right. So as a professional wrestling fan, I'm marking out for Hacksaw Jim Duggan, of course, but we did have some just tech- for the record. You do
1: have hacksaw Jim Duggan's
0: phone number in your phone. So weird. It's the weirdest. <laughs> I, I, I'm, uh, it, all right. So <laughs> we were trying to work out an actual phone conversation over the air with hacksaw. I actually spoke to hacksaw on the phone. He addressed me in his voice. It was so strange. I bet. I, I couldn't. I bet. I'm trying really hard to be professional about it. Uh, but lo and behold, we had technical difficulties. Uh, We're going to try and get an interview, at least 10 minutes with him, hopefully later this week. We'll see if he reaches out again. At some point, we hope. I'm going to try. So, um, Phil, who actually is putting on the comedy show and has been working with uh, with Jim, he was nice enough to come on and do the interview and promote the show and have a conversation with actually all of us. Not not even really
1: interview. He came in and we just sort of... Just, you know, yeah. messed around and talked um, for a while.
0: Now, why am I telling you all this? Well, the reason I'm telling you all this and taking you behind the curtain is when we initially filmed the fir- or taped the first two segments of the show, we were still under the impression that Hacksaw Jim Duggan was coming on.
1: So after you hear the next music break, you're going to hear us go into a segment we taped before this one that we're talking to you in right yes. now. And at that point, when you hear us, and for every point you hear us from here on out in the show after this segment... We will be thinking that Hacksaw Jim
0: Duggan either is coming on or just came on. When in reality, Phil is on. He's a great guest. Hacksaw may come on later this week. And we're very excited either way because it was an excellent time. So
1: this is basically like Inception.
0: It's like a podcast within a podcast, within a dream, within a taco, within a podcast. I've
1: still never seen that movie. I own the DVD. I've never seen it. I don't like it. Speaking of your arrival going into WrestleMania, my brother Andy Sullivan... He's always told me Inception is good. I own it. I've never seen it. It's a, It's just one of
0: those movies. To continue our rivalry, me and your brother, I did not like Inception. I found it to be kind of slow.
1: Oh, dude, he's going to bury you. You will not have a career after WrestleMania. I'm the one who's desperate <laughs> to have him
0: on the show, so I don't know why he feels that way. Um, so, uh, just a quick update. Uh, we went out yesterday to the new brewery that opened in Marcy. Woodland Fermentation. Oh, Woodland Fermentation. Trent Trenton Road North in Marcy. Uh, we are actually going up later this week to interview those guys so look forward to that you interview think next coming up. week probably hopefully i think yeah, so uh really right. nice guys uh but we had an excellent time up there i actually very much enjoyed myself we did everybody up there all the people
1: that run the place were very nice um all the people hanging out were really cool and i had some good beers yeah that syrup sucker was
0: really interesting was and the ipa was good as well i like the marcy stout as well very tasty um so yeah that'll hopefully be next week um I got my license in the mail. I had an expired license, guys. I've been driving with an expired license for about two weeks. I didn't want to talk about it until I actually got my new license because I was terrified that I was going to get pulled over. You guys, Sam is so edgy. <laughs> so edgy. <Yeah. laughs> well, you know what? It got me thinking, though. Like, All right, because I'm sure this has happened to someone else before, right? Uh, by the time my license expired... I've lived in about four different houses since the last time I had to get a new license. True. So anytime they send me any information about, oh, it's time to update your license... Who knows where it's getting sent to? Who knows where it's getting sent to? So I go into the grocery store... uh, I'm sorry, the bodega, to grab um, an adult beverage, right? Right. And they won't sell it to me because my license is expired. First time I've heard of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know that my license was expired. I work a nine-to-five job Monday through Friday. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I can take... The day off and go out to the DMV. I had to wait two weeks until I could actually get a time to go to the DMV. It wasn't like, oh, I need to drive on this expired license. I'm so edgy. It's just like, oh, man. What a
1: you counter. know what, though? Realistically, I feel like if there were any police officer that pulled you over, asked for your license, you gave it to him, and it was expired by like six, seven, eight, nine days, and you're like, yeah, yeah, it was my birthday, but I have this job. I've been busy. If that guy writes you a ticket... Ah, come on, man. Like, you can.
0: I feel like if you're... Let him go. The only way you get caught for that if you're getting picked by the cops... Like, right, you have so to, like, this, smash into something. No, I'm so saying if you get stopped, right, and a cop says, hey, uh, your license is expired. It's a couple days. They're probably not giving you a ticket. But they're going to go back in their car and they're going to put that in your record, right? This guy's license is expired. So if the next cop pulls you over and sees that you've already gotten stopped for having a license expired, they're probably going to hit you with something, I feel like, right? Maybe. I feel like that's the way it would work. I feel like
1: they probably understand the general fact, like, hey, I didn't know this was going to happen on my birthday. I didn't Mm -hmm. pay attention because I look at my license maybe once a year, and then they're just kind of like, well, Mm -hmm. get it fixed, bud.
0: Well, I got my new license, my new New York State license. Do you have the enhanced
1: where you can, like, fly
0: and be in passports and all that? I didn't get the enhanced because I needed to bring information with me that I didn't have at the time, so I'm going to go back and get the enhanced. Uh, the new New York licenses are kind of strange, though. I've never seen them before.
1: I read an article a week or two ago said that coming up pretty soon in the future, if you're from New York, if you want to get on any flight, yeah, not just international it. but domestic, you need to have either a passport or an enhanced license. Yeah, I looked at the which price is on crazy. It. If you want to fly from New York to like Connecticut or Pennsylvania, you need a passport. Or That's if you wild. want to
0: drive to Canada, you need an enhanced license. You can't even go to Canada without yeah, the enhanced it's license. It's crazy, man. Um, It's crazy, man. Uh, All right, well, uh, I guess we could move on. I did want to talk. uh, We were looking for a new television show last couple weeks since Sopranos ended. We've been kind of beating around stuff. So I threw about six episodes. We binge-watched about six episodes of Twin Peaks, which is one of my favorite shows. Did you have any thoughts on Twin Peaks?
1: Twin Peaks is a lot, and it's a lot to digest. Um, I'm going to continue watching it moving forward. A couple things that I can notice right off the bat. It blows my mind that that show came out in 1990. Yep. And I can understand why it had a tough time and why it was kind of ahead of its time Mm -hmm. because putting that kind of television in front of people in 1990 must have been a hell of a lot because there's a lot going on there. And it's a weird show, but it's good. It's just much bigger and much broader than most things you are presented with as television series. I'm just a huge fan of David Lynch. I could watch anything David Lynch does. That is your boy. You talk about David Lynch all the time. All right, so um, for everyone out there, Erin Higgins is here this week. She is. We're going to go back in time to the segment we recorded with her earlier tonight. And, yes. Uh, it yep. always feels like coming home when Higgins is here. It yeah. really does.
0: Best Christmas presents we ever got. We've got to put them on the... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The we're going to right talk
1: up. about yeah. those coming right up.
0: Uh, stick around, folks. We'll be back in just a minute. And remember, we think Hacksaw is coming. Ho! That it took you this long, Aaron, to bring us our Christmas presents. I'm a
1: horrible person.
0: No, 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 no because these are great Christmas these presents. These are not like I feel I feel like we got outdone, Sam. Like, we, we gotta go no. back and we reach out got out No, Christmas. no, 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 no. Well, here's the thing: we definitely got outdone because these gifts are amazing. Uh, I'll put the picture on Instagram, but Aaron uh, bought Kevin and I personalized Udicast's mugs with our names on them it's very very sweet of you I yeah love
1: they're where did these are really cool the dinosaur head and everything we definitely gotta put these on instagram yeah these people. are going on this
0: instagram
1: is, honestly will, one of the better presents i've ever gotten very I, nice i'll
2: make i'll put mine up too there's a third one it's just a paper <laughs> cup that says the girl
1: <laughs> that girl and under so where tight. it says
2: host on you guys it just says regular guest
1: <laughs> well maybe i
2: wrote on it with a sharpie
1: Maybe this is the start of a new streak, though. This is week I'm really, one. Yeah, this of is an appearance this is feeling really Megan's.
2: good now. I'm feeling pretty good about about this new streak. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about the streak.
0: So are we gonna see you next week?
2: The sh- maybe. The streak's alive <laughs> and well. The streak so, is alive.
0: How have you been since last time we've seen you? I
2: don't. Well, I saw you guys in 1983, so a lot's <laughs> been going on. Just busy. You know, it's just been busy. I had the stomach bug last week, so I didn't want to show up here. And I
1: feel like that's been going on. There's nothing. Oh, yeah. There's nothing more ominous to me than when somebody comes in. and They're like oh, I had the stomach bug, or somebody's oh. got it. Cause yeah, that, like it sucks. I'll take a cold, I'll be stuffed up. Stomach bug, stay away. That's why I the didn't house. come in.
2: I didn't come in because it's just... It's, it's running around the elementary school, so I figured... Ugh. I'll just save you guys from that.
0: I should pay you guys extra to deal with all those little germ factories. Oh,
2: all the vomit. All the vomit. Yeah,
0: that's something my mom used to tell me. She got sick all the time when I was a kid. Like yeah. Constantly. And I was always like, why are you like getting sick? And she's like, I am surrounded by children. Literally, constantly. I somebody
2: coughed in, into my open mouth the other day. <laughs> that's where I am in life.
0: <laughs> that's uh, that's oh, pretty tough. It's alcohol. very personal. Um, so, uh... Let's move on to a little episode, right? We're ready to do some some podcasting. I'm so excited. Aaron, do you remember how to podcast? Yes or no?
2: What? Where are we? Who are you? All
0: right, so uh, let's talk about something we don't normally talk about on this show. Uh, let's talk about politics, man. You ready to talk about politics? Ooh, everybody out there in listener land is getting gassed up. They're gassed probably up ready. for politics tonight. We do
1: have a caucus tonight,
0: though. Yeah, tonight uh, in 20 minutes from the time we're recording this, I believe. 8 o'clock, I believe, is the time the caucuses begin. Yeah. Yeah? Yes, they, yeah. the polls
2: close in 20 minutes.
0: They close in 20 minutes.
2: They close in 20
0: th- Not 20 minutes Eastern time, though. No, right, 10 right. o'clock.
2: 10 o'clock over um, here. So, so 20 minutes. I don't know. I don't care.
0: I think we've all—I think, at least with me, people have picked up that I'm a pretty left-leaning kind of guy, although I don't necessarily associate myself with one party or the other. But I have been reading a lot of things about the Iowa caucuses today. Right. It's been all over the news. Um, Good thing you did. No <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, and it's funny— I've voted in probably three elections now, right, since we're old enough to vote, Kev? What's the election cycle? Uh, yeah, I think the first one, 2004, was the first 2004? year. 2004? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, every time I've ever voted, I've always had a clear-cut person who I'm like, that's the guy I'm going for. Right. You know what I mean? Like, my, my sister was from Chicago, so she was up on Obama before he was before he was a candidate, so when right. he showed up, I was already in on it, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this is the first time in my adult life that I am a little thrown off about who I'm actually going to vote for, right? It's
2: I agree with you. I totally
0: agree with you. <laughs> I'm thrown well, I, off. I think, I think it's different.
1: As like people who all probably lean, I think it would be fair to say that all of us uh, lean a little more to the left Without than doubt. the right.
2: Without a doubt. And
1: so it's interesting because on on the left side, you've got pretty much this weird thing where you know the only people of real merit that are competing are Clinton and Sanders. Yeah and there's some, only three of them that that's there's true. only one well, other guy there O'Malley is martin o'malley or, but yeah. that that poor guy is just trying to get enough name recognition poor to O'Malley. sell a book in six I
2: months i feel bad for the guy
1: but so i feel like that's you know it's sort of like a two horse race and you could you know dig real deep into that and it looks like you know it might come a little bit closer to the wire but it's got to be crazy if you're somebody who considers themselves a republican because those people have like 12 14 oh my 20 candidates like we just
2: we just counted there's 12
1: There's 12 people in the caucus. 12 people
2: in the caucus for the Republicans. That's so crazy. You want to know who they are? Yes. Bush. I'm just going to do last names. Bush, Carson, Christy Cruz, Fiorina, Gilmore, Huckabee, still hanging in there, Mike Huckabee. (laughs) Uh, Koch, Paul, Rubio, Santorum, still hanging in there, Rick Santorum, and Trump.
0: It really does sound like the worst law firm you've ever heard, right? I've just never like, heard of Gilmore.
1: It is. Isn't it, it's crazy to me? We used to make—I don't know if you guys remember—we used to make a, a long-running joke on the show, kind of when we first started doing it. About we'd talk about weird stuff because they were just gearing up the presidential stuff, like oh, haha, ha, Donald Trump is running for office. Trump. Now Here we we, are. we haven't said that in a long time, but all these months later, it really looks like he might be the dude who takes
0: it. It's every day that I watch. I walk into my work, and every day they have CNN on one TV and Fox News on the other. So really, I know, brutal, right? Uh, So that's what I get. So every morning, I have to look at Trump's face, and every time I see his face, I'm reminded and saddened that he's still around. I can't believe it. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, embarrassed for America because we haven't really voted him into office yet, but, like, come on, guys. Like, can we... Like, can we across parties join hands and just realize that this is not the leader of the free world we but want? But then it's right? crazy. I
1: almost get Stockholm Syndrome because I'll catch myself talking to myself and, like, yeah, you know what? If these guys elect Trump and he is the president, at least everybody will learn their lesson about how far off the deep end we've gotten. And, what? like, he stump inspires that, or Trump inspires that kind of I like Stockholm stump Syndrome. Better. <laughs> I'm saying Stockholm Syndrome and Trump and Stump speech and so You know, what's
2: bad thing. news when the Bush candidate is like, yeah, maybe. That's
0: weird, right? Like Jeb I, Bush is getting stuffed in a locker. Out yeah, but here I, you every know week. how I
2: feel. I, but it's sad because that's that's the person that we're like, mm. maybe, maybe that guy.
0: You know who I actually like out of the Republicans is the guy whose name I can't pronounce with the K. Kirsch.
2: Ka- I call him Kosh. Ka-
0: Kosh. Kasich. Kasich. I think. Something. Yeah. He's, something. He's the only I've one. seen him
1: on. He seems pretty impressive.
0: He's,
2: He's the uh, only one. New York, one. York Times. Or was it the Times or the Post? I think it was the Times of uh, said yeah. that that's the that Times said there. that too. That was the guy they would vote for.
0: Uh, I gotta tell you, I keep I kept waiting. I, I did that thing, right? I remember when like works. do you remember when Ross Perot ran for president <gasps> against Clinton? Only vaguely. Ross Perot was like a meme in my childhood,
1: but oh, like ninety two, I was like really old
0: enough to get it. He One
2: talked about things... himself. Ross Perot is this, Ross Perot yeah. is that. Can you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the <laughs> one of the things about Perot that people talk about in hindsight is not that Perot ever really had a chance of winning necessarily, but being a viable candidate, he took votes away from Bush and sort of not allowed Clinton to win, but made it open the doorway for Clinton to sneak in and win, right? My initial concern with Bernie Sanders as a, as a liberal was that I like Bernie Sanders. But I had that immediate thought in my head where I'm like, oh man, a vote for Bernie Sanders is actually just not a vote you feel like he's Hillary. too far
1: for a lot of these people in the lower halves of the country. And he stuff. has
2: the the vote right now of the people who when we were voting the first time for Barack Obama.
0: Yeah. Hillary those was
2: people, like, that crowd that was like, we need change, we need this, Barack's gonna save us, those are the same type of people, but, you know, what? How many and years I later, like, eight years later, that would vote for Bernie Sanders? I do Sanders. feel like,
1: you know, those people who got, those people who got really into that, and to be fair, in 2008, I was a big Obama supporter. Oh, I was, I was
2: huge. I was yeah. way
1: into it. In 2012, I was a supporter only because of the fact that Mitt Romney is not a real candidate. Like, he's that's not, not, I'm
2: not even sure he's a real person.
1: That's not a real conversation, but, like, You know, a lot of people feel misled, and I feel like I'm one of them by all the hope and change we were promised in 2008. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're really going to, you know, call it like it is, Obama's a slightly left of center moderate all across the board. The thing that interests me about Sanders is he's a guy who is, and this is a big thing about him, I wish that he was 10 or 12 years younger.
2: Exactly. But
1: Sanders is the type of dude who's been doing it in Congress for so long that you can go back and compare, like, oh, wow, this guy's position in 1981 is the same that it is today. And it's crazy because I think with with Trump and with Sanders, you're you're seeing two different sides of a coin. But I think you're really seeing people respond to these guys who are going out and mean what they say. What I've noticed with this election cycle, a lot of people seem to be very disillusioned by people who are giving the answers they think they're supposed to give because the focus groups say this. And people are responding very well to both Trump and Sanders because those guys, whether you agree with their message or not... You can tell they're coming out and saying what it is they mean. They're not testing. They're not really holding back. And I think that the American public is really responding to that. And you just have to hope that they respond to, uh, I mean, what I consider to be the right side. You know what I mean? Instead of going with the Trump thing. But even people who say they like Trump, they're like, he speaks his
0: mind, man. He speaks his mind. Could you imagine if it
2: came down to Trump and Bernie Sanders and I don't and know in, the, in a general happen. election? I, think, I mean, that's insane to think about. A lot yeah. of the
0: things that people talk about Sanders, though, are exaggerations right like the like the simple fact that people like oh he's a socialist he's not a socialist he's a democratic socialist which is not the same thing right like a lot of the institutions that he wants to like bring back are basically the same institution programs that like lyndon johnson and fdr were, were doing so it's not like that's i mean socialist socialism is such a dirty word the
1: word socialist became a dirty word because it became a very convenient Easy bullet for Fox News to load into the gun during the Obama administration. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I was talking to somebody I work with. Hot take I think that nothing would make the Fox News team happier than for Hillary to win. Fox News only does well in ratings and makes money when they have a villain they can put up there and every oh, yeah. day on their program, be like this guy's the bad guy. I feel like if they put Trump is a guy they could probably still vilify, but if they get somebody like Cruz in and the country just starts, you know, roller coaster diving to the seventh pit of hell, that's their guy. So what
0: ammo do they really have? Right. They you can only spin it to blame it on Pelosi and Reed for so long. Yeah, Trump's a wrestling heel, so he can take the heat, right? If Trump's the president and he's hated, he's Ric Flair. He's like, Good. I hope that you all hate me. You shouldn't have elected You know what I mean like yeah. he, he would deflect love, the heat I love have you guys heard we talked yeah. about it last week. Have you guys heard the conspiracy
1: theory that Trump is secretly working for, for the Democratic Party yeah. to go out there and like he's going to stop running at the end? He's trying to sabotage the whole thing to get them through.
2: To be honest, I wouldn't put it past him because he's a money no. ma- he's a money machine, and this is the kind of stuff that he thrives on is that sort of mm. that sort of publicity and that sort of stuff. And I'm sure he's making money hand over fist doing it. So I wouldn't. I'm, conspiracy how crazy theory would that I don't be. really even think it's I think it's a something that's completely how crazy would that be if it if
1: it really right came now. out though like say he got the nomination he was against Hillary then two weeks before the election he completely blew up his campaign was like I'm pulling out I'm not running good luck voting it's gonna be Hillary and did that I feel like that would be the type of thing that would shake to the very foundation our entire like electorate that would be that would be, 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 be a seismic event in the country if that were to really happen the way that some people seem to think it is.
2: And you, you have to wonder if that's a real thing because he is almost like a cartoon. Because he is almost like like a like a political cartoon, and you see, you see the bad guy, and it's the villain, and it's so big and played out, and it's almost exactly how he is. Yeah. You can't make him bigger than he is because he's already that big.
0: This is a very Aldous Huxley, Brave New World kind of take. It so, really is. So no, I'm no um, I don't think that this is true in the interim. But are we approaching maybe possibly the end of the democratic system in this country in like the next 50 years of like the don't democratic doubt system it. that we know? Of? Any
1: any other answer besides yeah, probably feels disingenuous. Yeah. You hate to say it, but we're on we're not on a good path. I mean, not to right, you know, get like, too deep into it, but like
0: we've got some severe problems that need to be addressed before it becomes too late for yeah. sure. For sure. I wonder sometimes because I think about all the other like world powers who have gone, you know what I mean like like a lot of times you know regimes change and we've never really had like a major regime regime change in our country in terms of the way we like live our lives in that well, way.
1: You and me have had conversations and being guys who are very interested in world history and we make a point to learn about different times that the entire basis of society at a mm. certain time has shifted, it's easy to take for granted this is the time I'm alive and this is the way that it is while I'm alive, so this is the way it's going to be. But, you know, changes do happen in societies, and I'm not saying it's going to be the French Revolution out on Genesee Street all over again, whatever, Mm -hmm. but, like, they're, you know, things can change. Things can shake up, and that's something that I think, I think that's something that happens as we grow older. You know, we're all, everybody on the show now, we've all made it to 30, and I think now that we've Uh, had, there you go, hands up.
2: (laughs) I was the first.
1: It's true. (laughs) You were the first, the oldest person on the show. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. But I think, like, once you get to a certain point in your life, you see enough history go by that you realize how much things can change in a very short amount of time. Yes.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I it, I just... Uh, this is a very interesting night. to. I, I'm very intrigued to see the way the caucuses shake out it's tonight. It's going to be very fascinating. This is the first political thing that's happened in this election cycle that I'm actually interested in. Everything else before this, I kind of didn't... It doesn't you, make as much difference. You want to know me. what interests me, and I'll tell you guys this. Um,
1: anytime I happen to be, a lot of times if you're driving in the car, like you're sick of just listening to music, mm-hmm. we have very few radio stations here. There's not, you know, not an XM or anything like that. I One of my guilty pleasures, I love to hate listen to uh, Fox News Radio. Like yep. I'll listen to Limbaugh and Hannity and just get myself so angry well, in the car. Media. And I'm so mad. But it's crazy right now at this time to listen to all this stuff play out and listen to how they pitch it. And just to watch, like, the picture that's trying to be painted. So I'm very interested to see if I hop in the car tomorrow or the next day and see what all of these blowhards on the Fox News radio are saying about whatever it is that happens. It's interesting because you hear so much narrative and whatever, but this is a, a real event. Like, yeah. normally it's a manufactured news story we'll talk about till tonight. This event that happens tonight has real consequences, so it's going to be crazy to see something shake out one way or the other.
2: Uh, in Higgins land, we will be on the phone uh, after the caucus, or uh, whatever, after it all shakes out, because my, co- my cousin is the campaign director for Jeb Bush.
1: You had said
3: that? Yeah, wow. my cousin
2: is the campaign director for Jeb Bush, top top billing. So, we will be speaking with her and her family down there in Philly, but she's obviously in Iowa. So... We'll be seeing how that shakes out. It's really interesting. The amount of Jeb Bush that is in my life lately is unbelievable.
1: You know what's interesting to me about that? I feel like, because something like, you know, your your cousin you said?
2: Yeah, my first cousin.
1: Your cousin is the campaign director yeah for Jeb Bush. So that's a job she got hired for. yeah So when you apply for jobs, you have to apply for jobs. It must be interesting. And I'm not saying your cousin. I'm, I've never she met your cousin. Another, uh,
2: she ran the other, another campaign uh, when Barack... In the last election, when it was Mitt Romney, but it wasn't Mitt, I can't think of who the guy was now, but he didn't he wasn't and nominee. like
1: and and that's kind of getting at what's crazy about it for me because you know I don't know anything about your cousin's leanings, but it's got to be crazy well, it's like if you can I imagine know, right, but it's like I know how to manage a campaign and I need a job, so I'm gonna apply to all these people, and it's almost like you can't have beliefs of your own because I feel like if Bush hired me, I've got to act one way. But if Bernie Sanders hired me, I'm gonna act a different way.
2: She's always been uh, a writer, more so than a lefter. Uh, so, I mean, exponentially I so. Like, when we were little, she that was the argument that we made all the time. But if
1: you're somebody who can manage a campaign, do you turn down a great paying job from a candidate you don't believe in? This reminds me. I have me, no
2: idea how that works, to be honest. If you
1: guys have never seen the movie, the movie Ides of March with uh, George Clooney and Ryan Gosling deals with mm-hmm. this. Great and underrated movie that everybody should be watching.
2: Oh, which reminds me, can we talk about The Revenant at some point in time today?
1: Oh yeah, we've talked about a couple of times we can I know, but up. I just yeah, yeah. saw it. Yeah, we can I talk just about saw it. Check out a podcast called The Uticast.
0: They've talked no, about no, it. No, no, I know. I listened. Oh, no, I'll put it in. <laughs> but I'll I just want to put it, in, to for put it in because
2: I'm just seen it, and Reven- I have I have some hot takes. I want. To, I have some hot takes. I want to discuss.
0: Fair enough. All right, I like let's it. let's keep going. Um, well, actually, we this were gonna, is the moment. This was it. Uh, I got to tell you, I don't. We haven't recorded the interview yet, so until it actually happens, I'm not going to believe it's going to
2: happen. It's so okay. I'm so psyched for you though.
0: But supposedly. In
1: 40 if minutes, we can figure out how to harness the technology of doing an interview with a phone call. Not like when Matt Masser came on, where he did the yeah, thing, sent us the file. If we can record this
0: phone interview, Sam, take it away. Uh, I'm gonna try my best not to mark out here. Uh, this gentleman started his career in professional wrestling in 1987, and today he is a WWE Hall of Famer. He is in town. Doing work with Phil Farda at the comedy tour. You can uh, we'll promote that when we get back from the interview because Phil's we really you did good work for us, Phil. I can't. I'm so excited. We
1: owe Phil Farda. We owe
0: Phil Farda a favor because. Let him know. uh, He is the man, the myth, the legend, the all-American hacksaw Jim Duggan.
2: I have no idea what any of those words mean.
0: Oh, it's... That's my favorite part, as we told Aaron she came over,
1: Hacksaw Jim Duggan's call and she's like, that seems like you're excited, so I'm excited for you. I was you like, that... oh, he sent me a... <laughs> Sam
2: sent me a picture of, of what this Hacksaw fellow looks like. So the nine... I was like, this looks professionally taken. I'm really excited for you. So,
1: ladies and gentlemen, the next segment will either be a phone interview with Hacksaw Jim Duggan
0: or us apologizing. It'll be me doing a Hacksaw Jim Duggan impression. I
2: Ooh, that'll be, be exciting. A...
0: Something hot coming up after the break. Glen Falls Finest Hacksaw Jim Duggan. difficulties on our end and also I think Mr. Duggan's still at dinner so I don't want to bother him but we do not have Hacksaw Jim Duggan at the moment (laughs) no
3: No!
1: dude it's too he was that was that was like the move that was to break the podcast forward
0: and acts like Hacksaw Jim Duggan's a good get can I tell you I talked to him on the phone for 10 seconds and I tried really hard to be professional you know what I mean I was like "Oh, Mr. Duggan hello he said yeah coming back and you know and I called back and he's very clearly busy with his family or whatever he's doing. Sure. So he's, he's, in Gle-
3: he's in Glens Falls, which is where he's from. So he's Yes. He's doing his, sh- his first uh, night of the tour is tomorrow in Glens Falls. So he's probably surrounded by loved ones.
1: and yeah, Ladies so, and gentlemen, uh, new voice on the block. We said it on the podcast, but our buddy Phil Farda
2: In he, the house!
1: He came in with us. He's here. He stopped into the studio. He's the one who set us up with Hacksaw. Hacksaw got busy, but we're glad to have him here.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, it's good to be here.
0: Finally in studio, we did. Oh, we did a thing at my
3: house. The we, interview, and
0: this was before we were. It's funny too because I, I talked about this with Kevin last week. A lot of the first episodes of the show, because of the way we had to put them up, got deleted initially. We had. Oh, to- is mine gone? No, it's your show got put back up after we ended up getting more space on the SoundCloud but for a while what was happening was every time we'd have to put out a new sure. show we'd have to delete the oldest show and it you. got to about 7 or 8 episodes so I'm actually glad we finally got to bring you back on now that we're in Great. the swing yeah. of things here's,
1: here's the real question if we're in here right now in the interview segment of the show how do we build this? When we put this on Twitter tomorrow episode 30 whichever one we're on here
0: not hacksaw Jim Duggan. No, I think <laughs> not, hacksaw, not hacksaw. Hacksaw.
3: I think you just say that's the hacksaw Jim Duggan show. We'll talk about it, right? We're going to talk what about it. What if the we show. there, there yes. is
1: there is the off chance that after we cut this piece, he calls in late night and we slide him into the show? Then this becomes like lost Unicast archive Yeah, tapes. You bump this. Cut Look, this segment
0: right out. I'll put, out of here. I will put Duggan on whenever he wants to call. If he wants to call me tomorrow, I'll quit my job tomorrow yeah. in the middle of the day and we'll say Hacksaw him, we'll Duggan's get... on the phone.
1: I was laughing earlier because, Phil, when you got a hold of Sam today and you were like, hey, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's going to be on, 830, you got to call him. Yeah. He came home and he was talking about it, and I was watching him being like, "All right, we got to get the recording together. We got to do this." Yeah. But you I could guys see, he had you had like six uh, hours to fucking set this up. Right? I no, can see I underneath know. of that little kid who's like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, like I can see the wrestling. You should see, up. look,
0: look how many questions I had for him. The viewers can't oh, see it, but Jesus. I had tons of. And this is all just wrestling stuff. This is. That's at least like, seventeen. Is that a questions. question about
3: taxes? <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> yes, <Sam>. taxes. <laughs>
3: Uh, so, save, so, do you file? Is he sole yeah. prop or a C corp? What's he running as? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you claim when you're working for the federation? <laughs>
1: oh, uh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that so, was
2: very funny, Phil. Oh,
3: come on, uh, stop it! I that's a, I hate when people say that. Whatever. Uh, well, you stop. just burst into laughter. I know it's funny. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to like <laughs> 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 catch
2: sometimes your breath I, and uh, sometimes announce Sometimes I laugh it. just because I want people to know that I like.
1: Them. So, Phil, as as stand-up comedian, you don't want people to tell you. That you're funny, you just want them to laugh. Let me
3: explain. And it's just it's a stupid pet peeve. But so a lot like throughout my life, I have been hilarious. It's just like (laughs) I've been so funny. Like from a little kid, and then in third grade, I shat my pants, and I walked home and it was like fucking hilarious, dude. Where'd you go to third grade? Seymour School. And then it closed. (laughs) Like I shat my pants and they shut down and they had to send everyone to Jefferson. (laughs) So from that moment, like I've been it's just that I don't know. There's some people... I've been, I've been on, like, real shitty dates. You oh, go on, yeah. like, a date,
1: oh. and I'll drop,
3: like, a gem. Just, to, I mean, a real chuckle house of a, la- a joke. And the, <laughs> the, the girl, like, will be nibbling on her salad, and she'll go, like, that is really funny. And that, like, instead of laughing, and it's just... Right. That shit just drives me nuts. <laughs> I don't know. That's
0: hilarious. I
3: that's get funny. it. I no, I it's genuinely, like, a compliment. I get it. They're going, like, oh, that's funny, but just... You could just laugh. The you know, laugh is yeah. the compliment. Like it's you're like out when there for laughs. When you're slamming nah, somebody yeah. doggy style, you don't like go. You're very attractive. You yeah. know, like,
0: you don't. You we're there. We got there. Like it's happening. <laughs> just a reminder, folks. Uh, Phil is a stand-up comedian, so this will be the not safe for work portion of the podcast. Just need to throw that out there. That is the first f second f bomb of the episode, I right? Don't know oh, how do I... you guys
3: not? You guys normally? I thought you You know what's funny? funny we right? don't like. Well, we're
0: not. Nobody censors us
1: in the point that we have like. We certainly don't have any sponsors who are like, you have to be a certain way. Yeah. We try to make a point. You know what's crazy to me? We've had this show for a long time. I've gotten a lot of compliments about people being like, oh, I love your show. I listen to it every week. I've gotten a lot of compliments from older folks, like just like nice, sure. older people. You trying to keep it as family-friendly, quote-unquote, as possible. Well, the, yeah, the more universal it is, the more audience you can attract, right? Because
3: somebody That's hears it. me
0: talking about doggy style. They're going to be like, eh, you know, maybe this isn't the show for me. Right. Well, you know, initially, the idea was, because I like, um, I'm a big Mark Maron guy, I'm a big uh, Simmons guy, and a lot of those guys get flack for being quote-unquote controversial. Like, M- Marin specifically when he was first on, like, his big thing was Gallagher walked off of his show because they got in a fight and he left it in the interview. Um, right. So, like, I always thought it would be cool to do that kind of, like, oh, we're going to make a stand or we're going to, like, offend people and that's all right. No, I don't think that's but a good approach. It's not a good approach, yeah. especially no. early on because, you know, if you offend everybody who's listening to the show anymore, right? Like, that's the thing.
2: It's a Donald Trump approach.
0: It's working for him, though, it seems like. True.
3: Um, I got a theory on Trump that he is, uh, like, working undercover for Bernie. We, talk- he just, he just, talked we about just talked about, about this. like, today. I mean, you know, if they were to this coordinate... Segment, the segment yeah. before
1: this, I said that where, like, there's that conspiracy theory that yeah. Trump is out there, like, it's it's sort of much. blowing up the rest It's That's what I said. It's like it can't be real. Every time he'll do something, and every time he does something, I'm like... All oh, right, this is the point where people are finally like, you know what? No way, not this guy. Got to go. And they still haven't. And it's crazy to me to see the people who still vociferously support and are behind like this guy should be the leader of our country. It blows my mind. I All heard a the time, clip. Sienna.
3: They they played a sound clip on Talk of the Town when I was on, and it's Trump and he's going, "When I'm in, I'm going to repeal Obamacare." I don't even know why we got it or what it is and I'm like hey, shouldn't you know like, no, no, like well, that's a
1: quote like shouldn't you know like what it is and like, I like you know what though I, about it? I yeah. ask people like anytime somebody comes at me and they're like you know somebody who sees from the other side of the spectrum that I feel like I see and they're like well I like so and so because they're gonna get rid of Obamacare I, I'm just like what about Obamacare specifically do you not like,
2: like what offends you so deeply Tell about me about specifically Obamacare.
1: What you don't like They're like well I don't really. Very few people can give you, like, concise thought. Sure, yeah. Obamacare. I can tell you one
0: thing I didn't like about Obamacare. For a guy like me in my tax bracket, it was very expensive. Yeah? Yeah.
3: Yeah, very Well, expensive. on the counter to that point, uh, I go for free, and it's amazing. Yeah. I Like, it's it, for right. me, the Obamacare, because I, uh, I think my, my W-2 last year was, like, $600 or something like
1: that. Oh, that's free. Well, it's when you subtract <laughs> the expenses from the income. Right. I yeah. mean, yeah, you're right. It's for me, like, I didn't, for the first year they had it, I didn't sign up. And I took the tax penalty because I was still getting a refund. So I'm like, i you take, you know, $90, $95 off of it. I have it through my employer. Now it's weird for me because it really splits down the middle. People you talk to, half the people are like, it's amazing. I finally have insurance. I pay nothing. Everything yeah. is good and then the other half of the people are like I have to pay so much more and it's the worst and yeah, it's it bumped bump me up yeah. and it's like it feels like the whole provision as the way it was put out was so stripped down it's like halfway to where we should be half of you people are taken care of but the other half are still like hung out to dry and it's well, no it's good. good if but those
3: are it. the same people complaining about it. Like that's true. You know what I mean? Like don't. So you would pay a bunch for Obamacare. Wouldn't, well, don't you want to improve it?
0: No, I got rid of it though. Here's the thing. Okay. I paid a bunch for Obamacare because I was under the impression that I had to have insurance. I was getting too old to not have health insurance, right? I'm not. True. Bodies yeah, yeah. fall yeah. Like, apart. If I, I fall over kids. now, there's like a fifty-fifty chance I'm going to be hurt. You might right? have Crohn's. Yeah, it's bad. You know. Uh, so I had the Obamacare, and then I got rid of it when I got hired at my job because my job offered health insurance, and I always. I like when my job gives me health insurance because you never see the money. So I don't miss know. Yeah, I don't miss the money that I don't see get physically taken out of my account every week. I right, don't have right. to pay a that's bill. True. For, You're not right? cutting it. At least
1: you don't have yeah. to yeah, you don't have to send money in. Like you don't have to give somebody to rob yeah. a robber number.
3: I most of my life I've never had health care. Like I live no, my neither. entire life just like Once. trying to not try to be careful. <laughs> that's <laughs> my been like that's my
1: health care plan has been like
2: That's Care twenty sixteen
1: careful on those steps you know what i mean like that's what i I do listen i'm 30 now and like before i remember i was when they extended it to where you're 26 yeah yeah you can be on your parents insurance i went through there i remember that and then from once i turned 27 to 30 there was nothing there and you know thank god i didn't break an arm or like fall down the stairs in the ice or something like that but like there's so many people that were completely exposed to if something happens, there's nothing there for him. There has to be something in place to cover that kind of person. You do. You have two options. You either uh, you go into crippling debt is one option. You like
3: go to the hospital and go into crippling debt, or uh, you just wait for it to heal. Like that was my st- strategy. I've been terribly sick. Like I was throwing up blood and stuff. And, like I just, <laughs> uh, I'll
0: give it a few days. Like I feel bad I, laughing about it, but as a guy who n- never really had health care and doesn't like to go to the doctors, I learned a long time ago that. I'm just going to wait out most problems and yeah, see what yeah. happens, right? Give place. me like, like 10
3: days of trouble, like, then I'll address you. So I, let me, okay, I want to maybe roundtable question here. Uh, how many days in a row do you shit a bowl full of blood before you go see someone? For me, it's That's know, a pretty eight, probably eight days in a row. And then I decide. Oh, that. How many well, days? That's
0: like, an intense. Not even one
1: time. That, that's an intense <laughs> oh, you example. Go, you go
0: after the first one? That's the kind of thing... That I'm going for the first one. Oh, that specifically. But here's God. the thing. But for example, like. I'm on like day three right now. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> and I let you use the bathroom in my house too. I just didn't think about that. Well, you, um, you should have let me use the mop. Uh, oh my God. Um, so <laughs> when I went to get this, I got a, uh, Ruth, a root canal a couple months back, right? Yeah. I thought that I had a filling that was missing for like two years and I just right. never went back to get it fixed. Lo and behold, it was finally like, they're like, you know, you're not missing a filling, you're missing your half of your tooth. I'm like, oh, do you want do you want to take the rest out? They're like, well, we would like to charge you to fix it instead, if that's all right with you. I'm like, all right, if you say so. Although I'll tell you what, they talked me out of having them just pull my tooth out by saying, you know, if you have your teeth pulled out at like our age in this age range, I just had it done. The rest of your teeth move move to fill yeah, the space. Shift, man. They oh shift.
3: no, not my teeth. <laughs> yeah.
0: did it. so cool. oh. Was that your number one trait for the ladies, which is showing them your teeth? Huh? No, I have awful teeth. I uh, like,
3: <laughs> oh man, I look like a, like a crocodile wore braces wrong for twenty years. That like my teeth are <laughs> all fucked up. Uh, but I just I had a tooth pulled and it, it didn't go well. It was awful. It was really unf- like I, Have you guys had it all done? Like people, oh yeah, it's common, right? No, I haven't. Oh I haven't. man, it's, yeah. it sounds like there's crunching a bit of your scut's awful.
2: I actually had a gum it crunches, graft I had a gum graft once where they have yeah. to saw under the roof of your mouth.
3: Jesus. Oh, no. oh my
1: god. Oh no I gotta tell you like
3: there's
2: not, wins.
1: There's not many oh. things that like creep me out or scare me too much, but going to the dentist, like oh. no it's uh drilling. Just to the get mouth your the, hole, get the top bad. of your get your mouth sawed in.
3: I
2: love the it's dentist. Bad. I go uh to my what? dentist and I fall asleep in the chair. That's I'm like weird. the he most relaxed. I'm like why no, is all,
0: why are only you getting just knocked
2: out? No, I fall right asleep. Like I'm not even concerned. <laughs> He's drilling in there. I'm like, do you?
0: You want to? Know, it was really this <laughs> it, It's really disconcerting. <laughs> I went to get the root canal, right? Yeah. And the guy says to me, "Well, your nerve ending is dead. So luckily oh, for you, I'm sorry Sam, you're not <laughs> luckily. luckily oh. for you, it's you're not to gonna feel this, right? Like you're like we're gonna give you the root canal, but yeah. you're not gonna need much. No uh, novocaine because there's not any feeling. Your nerves are dead." So, but there, that's an even weirder feeling when there's like someone in your mouth doing what is very obviously strenuous work. You can feel them in there like doing stuff, but you can't <laughs> feel any pain. You're like, something about this is very unsettling. They're like, you okay? I'm like, uh huh, it's all good. Uh, At
1: but- this point in the middle segment, where do you think the listeners think they would be with Hacksaw? <laughs> Compared to where we are talking about have you ever horrible, heard? aggressive dental
0: services. Have you seen <laughs> Hacksaw's teeth? They're beautiful. They're sterling, they're sterling white.
2: Uh, I just want to say that when I was a child, this this goes back to our conversation about um, health care. When I was little, I have celiacs, as you guys all know. So I have had... The worst. I know, it's the worst. So take a shot. Um, and uh, <laughs> Sam was in Brooklyn. So... I always had health insurance because I was in the doctor's a lot. So I, whenever I'd get salty with my parents and decide I was going to run away, whatever stopped me was the idea that I would have to go somewhere without health insurance. And I would never run away for that reason. I swear to God. Um, ask my mother.
0: All right. So, so that's like
2: where I stand in health insurance. Like we're, we're best friends. I, I've never gone a day in my life without it.
0: You're the only person I know who if you didn't have health insurance, I don't know how you... I
2: probably would alive. not you're, be alive. How often
0: do you go to the hospital?
2: Um, in, uh, in the past couple of years, I've only been a handful of times, but what prior is- to that, it's been, re- it was really, I was really sick prior to that oh. for a very long time.
1: It makes me like knock on wood. I feel so lucky that I've never really, I mean, I was I talk- just thinking the same thing. I, like, I talked about, I didn't have yeah. like, I mean, once I turned off the 26 provision, like, I didn't have it for three years. I'm very lucky that nothing happened. I mean, if something happened, I'd probably still be paying But see, off, and that's why like my, dental,
2: my dental stuff was so aggressive and all that stuff. Because with celiac disease, you don't have the enamel, so you have to have all the stuff. So all the way across the board, yeah. I was aggressively... Medical.
0: I never thought about health insurance, even in my late 20s, until I started playing soccer in New York with those Mexican-Spanish dudes. True story, I used to work I with. The
1: same thing. Somebody asked yeah. me to play rugby, and I was like, "Yeah." oh, geez, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. But then I'm like, wait a minute. That seems like the type of thing where eventually
0: I will get hurt. Beyond solving like, it yourself, like, no. yeah. I watched my buddy Ricky, shout out to Ricky, take a slide tackle in the ankle and go down. And I said, dude, that would have, like... I would have lost a lot of money if that was me, right? you
3: had to move home. Yep. Those guys invited me to play rugby, too. And I was like, well, you look at me. And I'm <laughs>
0: like, I'm <laughs> a, I'm a of, my bones are made out
3: of, like, peanut brittle, man. I can't take a hit. That sounds
2: delicious. Yeah. <laughs> you
3: know what? And that's going back to, we All talked
1: right. earlier about, or, you probably got a nut allergy, too, huh? <laughs> we talked about the different caucuses and the different people running for president. I think we're at a point oh now, my God. I've said it before, I'll say it again, if the United States is supposed to be quote-unquote the greatest country in the world then we have a responsibility and a necessity to take care of and give out health care to every person who lives in this country you should not be a, a semi-young man and be like i'd like to play rugby i'd like to do this active sport where i can have friends and you know do things live this life but if i get hurt i'm gonna go bankrupt that's not right like if we have the money to pay for everything else we pay for there has to be a way to take care of everybody, where people aren't going bankrupt over basic medical bills that do crop up
0: as a necessity
1: of being a well, human being.
0: This is going to be- sound naive on my part, right? I don't understand sometimes why healthcare is so much more expensive than like other stuff, right? Because
1: like, the insurance companies make mad. Is room. that what it is? Is it
0: just 100%. insurance companies like? What if going to the dentist costs you like two hundred bucks, right? Oh my like, god, I would love
2: that. It,
0: what? Like. Wh- Go to the dentist, it cost me like, like $12,000 to get my tooth 12, fixed. $1, 12000 1200 i am sorry. Oh
3: sorry. Oh, my God. My God. How big is Pardon your tooth? Me. You better Bass. have a
0: grill like a cash money yeah. millionaire. Eh? So 1200 <laughs> right, to get this tooth fixed, right? It, it's one tooth. Is that really worth $1,200? Like, who put the... What's
2: the price I've never paid on?
0: that much for a car. I've I'm had, saying... Wait,
2: hold on. I have to have... Is a tooth
0: worth more than a car?
2: I have to have all of, like, my back ones due to the fact that it is the celiacs and blah, 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 and... <laughs> The whole not- well, it is. It really, it's pervasive. If, if our
3: listeners, uh, yeah, drink have- every time you mention celiac, so they'd they be hammered by now.
2: So <laughs> I have to go and have like, like caps essentially, like porcelain oh, things. They cool. shave my teeth down and rebuild them with porcelain.
1: Oh, yeah, like a toilet,
2: like a toilet. Um, I hope
1: nobody's listening. to And it's to this like episode wild. I know it's wildly <laughs> expensive. Gonna... Every
2: tooth is like at least fifteen hundred, and I've had six done so far. So you do the math. Like, it's expensive. It is what it is. I'm sorry. Hacksaw.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we've gotten way off I track. I learned he
2: carries a board.
0: Uh, yeah, we had to try and teach Erin who Hacksaw Jim Duggan was today. She, she had it's no idea. Can we, like, gr- can we tr- give her trivia questions and see if she can answer them? Give me any yes.
2: generalized wrestling trivia. Go. Seriously? I not don't, a single Sam, one? Sam, this is you. this
0: sure. is you. All right. Uh, Jesus. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is from an upstate New York... No, I know. Plant. It's Glens you know, Falls. Who, who's the second most famous person from Glens Falls?
2: Benjamin Button. Who? I don't know. Who is it?
0: It would be Jimmer Fredette, former NCAA oh, basketball. Jimmer. Jimmer
2: Fredette. You went to BYU. How Next. could I
0: forget? All right. <laughs> well,
3: I'll, give you, well, I'll tell so, you what.
2: Why Here's, don't you do the I got one what,
3: second. What is, what is, if you could recreate it, give us J- Hacksaw Jim J- Duggan's chant.
2: That was, the, the that was very
0: good. Is Way off, this the was... point
1: of every week where I quit the show? Yes, this is
0: the point of the week. Where <laughs> I do quit, quit the, the show. show. Then good. Uh, so here, let me give you a quick rundown of some of his accolades because I pulled this all up. Is
2: this Jimmer for Death? Hacksaw,
0: hey, oh, Hacksaw Jim sorry, Duggan. Sorry. Not Jimmer for Death. His accolades <laughs> run very short and slow. Uh, 1988, Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the first WWE Royal Rumble. And I believe he might have been the first guy to yank
3: the top rope down and send somebody out because yes. like he, he was he was that was a, he was two on one at the end of that match. Yes, he last eliminated. And you're like, how could he? How could he win? He's against two monster guys, <laughs> and he got he pulled the rope down.
0: Uh, he was inducted into the WWE
3: Hall of Fame in 2011. I got a trivia question for Aaron. Aaron, can you name Hacksaw Jim Duggan's finishing move? What's his What's his signature finishing move?
2: The two by four slap.
3: Oh, <laughs> that's a good guess. That's guess. <laughs> technically, technically I just, like that could. Wait a
2: second! I just saw him holding a two by four. That's the only reason why I know. I have no clue. the The beautiful blonde locks of terror.
0: <laughs> I want to say I know this, no. Kev, do you know this? I have no idea you I the only one it knows was this. the three-point stance It was, yeah, the, the three-point three point stance It was yeah. a clothesline, it was like it's a, a ramped up clothesline That's because he played football at SMU, little mm-hmm. fact And he has a bachelor's degree in plant biology I want you to think about that for a, <laughs> a second I looked this up on the internet because I was ready I had questions and things to wow. talk to what are, about What
2: are you doing in your free time with plant biology?
0: Uh, I was gonna ask
2: him. How did you uh, you
0: ask? know, I was studying legalities. a little plant biology in yeah. my car before this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Phil, let me ask you a question. So we've we've sort of beat around the bush, but Saturday, February six, you guys are doing the show at yeah, the Apollo's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why did why hacksaw? I guess is the question. Like, how did you reach out to hacksaw? How did this all start? Uh, they found me. Really? They found me. I got a con.
3: I got a contact from his uh, like management, his agent. And they said, you know, we're doing this hacksaw tour. We're starting in Clensvalls. We're booking upstate dates. Yeah. And uh, it fell into a time where I could fit a show showing. You know, it wasn't like it was mm-hmm. between shows. And I said, uh, I kind of share your excitement a little bit. Maybe like I, <laughs> I that was cool. I'm like, you know, and then the so the kid in me is like, yeah, this would be fun. But then the business man is looking at the numbers and I'm like, this could work. This could. I think you know, we'll get a bunch of people out. Um, we got a pretty wow. good like community of wrestling fans.
0: You yeah, know. I've noticed that in this community. Uh, you know, especially you know, we spend a lot of time watching wrestling at this house. We had the wrestling pay per view last week. We forced people to watch it. So, I- I'm into it. But you know, Utica's like notoriously like they're big in into wrestling ever since back in the day. even My grandparents and aunts and uncles used to go watch yeah, wrestling. Yeah, we used to
3: gather. Have you ever gone to the odd? And
0: wrestling. Wrestling? So? Yeah, I caught a frisbee from Leaping Lanny Poffo. What? Yeah. Leapin Landy, that was the brother of the Macho Man. Another good fun fact for you, Aaron, Did you know that?
2: Macho man Randy Savage.
0: Yeah, his brother, Leapin he has Land. He's a brother, Popo. Leapin
2: Land popovers. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's the only wrestler I saw? When? When who's the wrestler I saw?
1: Nobody knows what you mean.
2: No, I was at Baseball Hall of Fame weekend and he came out and yelled at people. Rick Flair? Rick Flair! Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And I was Flair, like, huh?
2: something's happening in wrestling. I texted Sam and Kevin. I'm like, guys, some wrestlers here. I don't understand what's happening. So,
0: well, let me ask you this question, because I know that uh, there is actually a lot of crossover with wrestling and stand-up. Uh, I know Mick Foley used to do stand-up for a while, also known as Mankind. Is Duggan doing stand-up, or is he doing, like, a show? It's, it's a
3: mixture. It's a one-man show, so it consists of... Uh, it's it's not it's not stand-up. It's It's not your typical stand-up. He's doing... Uh, road stories. He's doing like uh, behind the scenes. It, it's there's going to be a Q um, and A session, and he's like pretty much answering all questions. It's like no nothing off limits. Um, it's going to be
0: like a look at. It's going to be a look at you know behind the scenes. That's awesome. And like he's an interesting guy. I don't know if you ever seen him. He does that show on WWE Network. He's on that Legends House show where sure. it's, it's basically the real world, but they have so old school weird. wrestlers the playing the characters. They put oh, them right. all in one house. And they live together. God, if, if you want to get an interesting, what kind idea, of table is in that house? Like, I mean, it, for, it just, how often do you do? they destroy the kitchen table? <laughs> yeah, if you want to get an idea of what I would assume you can expect from Hacksaw Jim Duggan in this, go watch an episode of Legends House on the WWE Network. That's a good he's one. hilarious. He was. We had two
3: interviews. We had three interviews today. We did the Signal. We did WTQ. We did Kiss FM. He had me dying like.
1: The whole time, man, he's what blind. made you choose Hacksaw Jim Duggan to reach out to to be the guy? Like, what was the reason? That oh, he's... they they contacted me. That's really I mean. yeah. yeah. So
3: Where were you for that
2: party? Yeah, so was you like 30, thirty seconds part. ago.
3: I was out here. Yeah, I was <laughs> looking around. <laughs> no, they reached out it's to, to me, and you know, it's like say, oh,
2: hey, he hey, we got Duggan.
0: Could you know? Do you think he'll do oh. well there? I'm like, yeah, he's gonna do well. So. Phil, I appreciate you uh, you getting us in contact with, with Mr. Duggan, yeah, and I appreciate you know. that you came here to help us out now that we have these technical difficulties. Where can people get some more information about the show if they want to watch the show? It's Saturday, February 6th. Yeah,
3: Saturday, February 6th. Uh, our doors open at 7 p.m. for general admission. The location is DePaulo's Event Center in Rome. It's 337 West Dominic Street. Complete details are online, as well as tickets at ComedyCNY.com. Uh, the venue is not opening until the night of the show, so you won't be able to reach them. So contact uh, me or go online at ComedyCNY.com. We're also doing dinner with Duggan. So for 100 bucks, you can go VIP and ha- sit down and have dinner with the man. Like He'll be sitting right where you are, right here, having dinner. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is cool. Sam is
2: signing up as we speak.
0: Uh, Phil... Thank you so much for Thanks, being uh, a part of it here tonight. Uh, we look forward to hearing more from you going forward. Phil, uh, do you want to
2: talk about next week? Next week on the 11th, you have something too, don't you?
0: Ah, uh, I do. I do have. So next week we're doing <laughs> a
3: Valentine's special at Cavallo's oh. featuring uh Is there Higgins involved in this? So that's what I thought. Uh, I don't yeah. know what you're talking
2: about, fellas.
3: She's right. going to be uh, on, and I'm maybe on the, the 13th, whole... right? If you don't shit the bed too bad.
2: Yeah. On the Ooh. 11th. Yeah. What's the 13th? This is the first I've heard of it.
3: I corked we're doing the same we're doing like two yeah, shows yeah
2: I'll same. do it both come on let's, let's talk out. I like let's like talk you're
0: booking to... shows here on our show what <laughs> right.
2: I gotta do stuff she um,
0: comes out once I every for six
2: he... weeks and books I gotta pay for, for health here. insurance just,
0: <laughs> uh, thank you very, Phil thank you very much remember folks when we come back from this interview we think that we just talked to hacksaw Jim Duggan so <laughs> we keep do. that in that, mind that'll be
3: a thing oh. <laughs> <laughs> you already recorded the Yeah, actually
0: folks would like to hear more from hacksaw jim duggan he will be appearing live at DePaolo's event center in rome new york saturday night at 8 p.m uh for more information you can go to our good friend phil farda's website which i am currently looking up cn also go to DePaolo's d-i-p-a-o-l-o-s.net uh it's going to be a really really exciting show uh Phil is such a good dude. Phil, I always we, trust him to do great work. Phil, we owe you one for that theoretical Hacksaw mm-hmm. interview. That's pretty awesome. Um, so here's the here's the uh, the quick description of the show. Okay, it's going to be an hour long uh, show. It's a wrestling fan's dream, up close, intimate experience with an iconic sports celebrity. Hacksaw's sense of humor and storytelling ability creates a show jam packed with action. I feel like we got to go try to live broadcast that. I know, man. That might be the move. Uh, it's a behind the scenes look at the crazy life of WWE superstars. And the underbelly of professional wrestling can as I, a whole.
1: Can I just point out real quick here in the studio Higgins has got some headphones on, bopping her head and like singing, but she's not plugged into anything. She's looking at Instagram with the headphone jack in her
0: hand, singing. I
2: think well, she's I, drunk. I think she is drunk. I wish. Right. <laughs> oh my God, what I wouldn't give to be drunk today. Right.
0: So before we talk about the uh, the Super Bowl, which is also this weekend, Ooh. you have hot takes about the Revenant, you said, Aaron? I just you want have a couple about? things I
2: want to say. I thought it was dumb.
0: You didn't like it. Well, oh.
2: Let's. Let me just say a handful of things. Okay. One, do I think it's his best performance, Leo? No. 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 And I agree with you. Not even in the slightest. I agree. I really with would have, you. like, I'm, I've seen a lot of Leo films. What that do you
1: say is his best then?
2: I'm going Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann. Oh. Way back. Now, 97. is that
1: just because of the Radiohead song Talk Show Host that's on the soundtrack, or is it really the performance? No. If you
2: look at the performance, it was brilliant. He was young. It was uh. awesome. I mean, you go from there. It was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, outside of that, I like to, uh, I tweeted, I live tweeted my episode, my watching of The Revenant. If you uh-huh. guys, apparently everybody missed it. But it was just a lot of him with stuff in his teeth.
1: Mm-hmm. We said there was a lot of time of him slowly crawling through the ice with like, a pain look on his face. Yeah,
2: a lot of that. Fa- my favorite part was when they showed the fog rolling over the mountains, and it was just him breathing for a good half a minute. Just like, <gasps>
0: It was building tension.
2: It wasn't building tension. It was nonsensical waste so, of time.
1: So Higgins, let me ask you a question. If somebody came to you and they were like, hey, Aaron, you showed up. Let me ask you a question while I got you here. Should I or should I not watch The Revenant? What do you say?
2: I'm going to say watch The Revenant because it's uh, beautifully shot. Uh-huh. Tom Hardy was amazing. Yeah, As always. As always. Tom. But his American accent just makes me go right to Bane. So it was almost like Bane to me, which kind of freaked me out. I mean, think about it, though. If you, if you really pay attention, he's no, Bane. Now
0: i able to not hear it now.
2: Now he's Bane. Yeah. But, I feel like
1: Tom... I love Tom Hardy. He's such a good actor, but I feel like so many times kid. he does stuff, I hear Bane.
0: Yeah. I hear Bane. So, Mr. Glass, and maybe what, I'll I, leave you with I'm telling you, That'd go back and
2: watch parts of The Revenant. He's Bane. Um, I think the story... The true story versus the way they did it here was a nice... A diff, you know, a nice difference, a nice buildup of of drama and whatnot. Uh, I really liked the way it ended. Honestly, I thought it was really cool. Um, I think that the way the the scenery was gorgeous, and I liked the fact that I have no clue how they shot the scenes where people were getting shot in the face. Oh yeah, like all that like one
1: shot stuff. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that one amazing. shot
2: stuff, and then like the arrow, you would watch a boat, uh, an arrow go right through someone, the middle of someone's head, and I was like, and it was very close. And in my mind, I'm like. How are they doing this?
1: Well, I know he's probably lurking around the studio somewhere because he's upset that his that that you came back and kicked him out of his spot. But if you ask Mr. Madnuk and Justin Parkinson, somewhere. he's got a lot of insight into that. Like a one shot, he gave me some real insight watching that movie into how they run those one shots. Oh, Which yeah. I think is unbelievable because that's what's impressive to me. Because like visually, I'm like this feels different than 99 percent of movies because I you're watch.
2: feeling. It's almost like you're in parts of that movie. Exactly the insanity that was happening, the crazy stuff, yeah. those scenes where where the clashing between people. You're like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be looking at, Word. and yeah. I think that was w- shot in a style like that so that you would feel confused and oh, upset, yeah. and and you didn't know what you should be looking at, and I'm looking over here, and someone else is looking over there. We have two very different takes on what was going on. It was um, just insane.
0: I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, Mr. Parkinson and myself and good friend of the show, Tom Nudson, who talk about this all the TK. time. Yeah, TK, the kid. He's great. Uh we talk about all the time how much we love one shot photography in or uh, filming in movies and TV. It's uh, unbelievable. And it really does add an effect when you're watching something. True Detective used it a lot. Yes, um, they did. True
1: Detective used it for that one, that in the first season, that one scene that was famous specifically where yeah, they were yeah. like
0: raiding the housing projects and stuff. Mm. That was crazy. But go watch Birdman too, which is the same director. That A lot of that movie, even though it's not all one shot, is presented as one shot, and it really does change oh, totally the way you... I totally forgot it was the same guy. You, yeah, yeah. Um, I totally forgot yeah. that. to uh, Alejandro, I think. I like eh.
2: I really like it, and I would watch Let that. Let me ask
0: you this before we move on. Do you think that Leo is going to win the Oscar? I do
2: think he'll win the Oscar because now we've gotten to a point where it's such a build-up for him. He has to win something. Everybody's saying he was the best. I don't think that it was... Honestly, I think they're giving him an Oscar, they'll give him It'll an be Oscar a legacy this year, award. will be a legacy award, more so than anything else. And, when you really look at the other films, and you look at who else is nominated, you're like, yeah, okay.
1: I'm gonna go a hot take and say, I think he might not. Yeah? I think he might not.
2: I don't man. even know when the Oscars are.
1: I don't, I'm not really following much this year, I didn't see a lot of movies this year, I think. It's I, after the Super Bowl.
2: I saw The Revenant and I saw The Martian.
1: Okay, so after the Super Bowl. So what you're telling me is if we're going to have the Oscar talk, we got to wait until we have the Super Bowl talk?
0: Yeah, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Let's Let's do do it right now.
2: Super Bowl talk. Did you Um, hear my favorite story from the Super Bowl so far? Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite. So they messed up on the painting of the field. Oh, This is my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) So the guys went in, and they're painting the field, and it's uh, Levi Stadium in in San Francisco, which I will always refer to as Candlestick, even though Candlestick was knocked down. I like
0: to call it the Big Dungery.
2: Yeah, the Big Dungery, if you will. Uh, So they were painting the stadium, and they painted the Broncos in both end zones, as opposed to painting one of the end zones Carolina and one of the end zones. Is that an omen? That's what I said. Mm. One Uh, of the end zones of the Broncos. Like, how do you mess that up? All right. Steve, you and your team, you go to that end zone and do Denver. All right, Tom, you and your team, you go over there and you do the Broncos. Like, how do you mess that up?
0: I would. Have, I would like it better if they accidentally put the Patriots logo in there. They're like, oh, that's right, they didn't win. Oh, and the ah. Seahawks and the Patriots. Yeah, Seahawks, Patriots logo. Is the so thing. as we slide into the suit, you
1: got, you got, you do you have like a real smooth setup for the Super Bowl right now? Well, you're gonna transition us
0: softly, gently. Soft. No, well, we you
2: got, lay me down we got field um, of
0: turf. Look, I'm not going to talk about the actual game itself, because honestly... Uh, then gonna Carolina going to run house Peyton's a corpse.
1: Yeah, hey, pretty hey, much. Go um,
0: Are they going to get the ratings for this? I feel like yes. I feel like if yes, yes,
2: because this yeah. is going to be Cam Newton's show, and if Peyton may retire, much so like, so it's going to go both ways. This is going to be a huge game. Much really? like
0: certain sectors, yeah. much like certain sectors of the entertainment industry and the mafia, the Super Bowl is kind of recession proof. Like no matter what, people will turn out right, for right, like but, one night of this television show, and it's like a cultural event now. The ratings will always be. Good I'm, for I'm not Super saying Bowl. listen. I'm not saying
1: that they're not going to get ratings, but I'm thinking if you're. Roger Goodell and these goons in the front office are you kind of like damn I wish we had more marketable teams because you're going to get the ratings but I'm talking about the extra thing you can build on top Peyton is marketable
2: Peyton's incredibly marketable because he may or may not retire he may or may not break his
1: neck he is did you you guys see that thing where he went when um, the Broncos did beat the Patriots yeah I saw that and Peyton one last time got the best of Tom Brady even though he was terrible um, totally he said than. that thing to Belichick where he was like, you know, they cleaned this up the audio, and he's like, day. hey, man, this might be my last ride. So you know, it's been a pleasure. This and that. He's got to be done, right? The guy
0: can barely play. Let's hang back on Peyton because we're gonna get to him in a minute. Okay. Um, I uh, we got we got talked into uh, we didn't get talked into we were going to attend a Super Bowl party, and yes, then lo were. and behold, the Super Bowl party has been moved to our house from what I've been told. Last I was, before. I've heard
1: nothing about you. I got invited. I assumed everybody was coming to our house for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Everybody comes to our house generally, pretty much for everything. Seems like it. Yeah. Seems like it.
2: Uh, I did get invited. Hey. Really? Yeah.
0: You're showing up. Maybe. Are you just saying you're going? They're not coming.
2: I'm not. I didn't say I was going.
0: (laughs) But uh, so we're having a Super Bowl party at the house, and we'll probably do it pretty low key, just like we do every party we do here. But it got me thinking. A couple years back, I went out in public and watched the Super Bowl at a bar with people. Were I don't you think in I've Brooklyn? ever
1: done that.
0: No, no, I was actually in Utica. It oh. was Super Bowl. It was a Super Bowl where the Pittsburgh Steelers played the Cardinals. I want to say Super Bowl Thirty Two, right?
2: That's like, sure. went, That's like seventy-five years ago. Yeah,
0: That's... I know. I was still here. Uh, so I went to some place in Whitesboro to watch it. Okay. Uh, and I'm and watching it in public is weird. I feel like uh, I feel like if you watch it in public, it, it doesn't have the same effect. I like the other parts of the Super Bowl more than I care for the actual Super you Bowl. You can't game. watch the Super
2: Bowl in public if you're expecting to watch the commercials. Yeah, I
0: want to hear the commercials. I want to hear the halftime show. Seeing a Super Bowl in public is not really my mo. I, I can't imagine, and I don't think most people. I feel like every restaurant I've ever worked in, every bar I've ever worked in, um, most of those places. I are terrible on Super Bowl nights. No one wanted to work Super Bowl night in our restaurant I've because had, no one's coming
1: in. I had a bunch of nights in the restaurant game where I worked at the restaurant. I get on, I'd get put on for Super Bowl Sunday because for as much as I'll go to a Super Bowl party, I'll watch the game, eat the food, have some beers, talk to my friends, I don't really care. Like It's okay for me. It's, yeah. it's kind of whatever. It's just a reason to have something nice to do on a Sunday. So I've had to work Super Bowls in restaurants. I don't know if you had this experience in any of your restaurant time, on the Super Bowl, there would always be groups of two, three, four, five ladies coming in who would always be like, "Yeah, our our boys are all watching the Super Bowl. We came out to treat ourselves with some wine and watch anything else." It's a strange thing being out somewhere public for the Super Bowl.
2: I never took off like holidays when I worked ever in retail or in, in uh, restaurants because that was you know I just never really did holidays or holidays whatever. I took off uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I never worked Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. and I never worked the opening day of baseball.
0: You love opening day of baseball. You do.
2: Opening day of baseball, man. That's like where my home is. I feel is. like
0: one of your
1: one of your highest selling points, like if you, if everybody had a resume that they had to pitch to like prospective people knowing them going forward, you're like, listen, your love for baseball is really nice because it's rare to see people who still appreciate the game of baseball.
2: I love it. It's my favorite. And we are officially, I'd like to welcome you now, now that we finished our Super Bowl chat, or maybe, <laughs> to the month where baseball begins.
0: Ugh. <laughs> Dear Lord. And
2: since now Mike Piazza's going to the Hall of Fame, I'd like to uh, point out that I will be living in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown for the entire week.
1: Oh, you can go visit my sister.
2: I'm going to go visit Liz, and I'm going to see everything that there is to see, but baseball is back. So after Super Bowl, I don't care. <laughs> it's baseball time. Sam, I do you it. remember
1: how chill it was
0: before when Aaron was just gone for all no. those weeks? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> fine.
2: <laughs> I like it's fine. It's like, you hear him? Yes, it's I fine.
0: like getting her riled up. Uh, here's the thing. I... Baseball will not even be a real concept to me until after the All Star break because soccer still exists. Uh, so soccer at the moment outweighs baseball in terms of my caring. Uh, that being said, I'm already down on this baseball season because I feel like the Yankees skated by with such nonsense and like duct taped together like crap last year. So they there's were, like, no the way, yeah, there's no way they're going to be any good this year. That's my thought about. You're the probably Yankees. not wrong. Yeah. Let's move on to some over unders, guys. Uh, they are Super Bowl related, so I don't want to get oh, too far I love off it. topic. Super Bowl over-unders, and let's start with the most important part of the Super Bowl, the halftime show. Super Bowl halftime show, overrated, underrated. Aaron Higgins.
2: Here's the thing about the Super Bowl halftime show. It's overrated because everyone gets super psyched out about it. I'm like the biggest, most excited fan of the Super Bowl halftime show. I sit there, I make everybody shut up, and then it's cold, this year it's Coldplay, and they're going to sing like yellow and fix you and then they're gonna walk off the stage. Wait, it's cold play? It's cold play. It sure is. Oh,
0: no.
2: I know. Oh, no. The only times where it's good is when it's one artist and then out of nowhere comes like Steven Tyler and like Bon Jovi and people who LL Cool J, Queen Latifah, like people who were on the list and good. things are flying and there's fire and I feel dangerous and like that's what I want to see.
1: I feel like for me it's dependent on the artist but if I had to go straight out the gate... People love to find a reason to knock. I think it's underrated because I like to see anytime somebody has to put on a large scale production as somebody who's played music as somebody who's put together kind of live events and a little bit of weird video stuff I love to watch the whole thing come together and try to figure out what went into it. So I love to watch artists. Sometimes it's artists I don't really care about. I've definitely seen years where like Last year, Katy Perry, it's whatever, we'll watch. It was fun. It
2: was like, a show, though. It was though. a, it was a that, show. The year before that, Like
1: Bruno Mars and Chili Peppers, that, that was, was amazing. That was
2: awesome. That was amazing. So it depends
1: on the group, but generally
0: underrated. Yeah. Sam,
2: you're splitting the difference here. Yeah, I'm, kind
0: of, I'm kind of with you on underrated a little bit, but it's here's the problem, right? It is it is so dependent on the artist. Like Katy Perry last year, right? I don't really care about Katy Perry. Not
2: in the slightest. Not
0: really. like From a music standpoint, certainly, I don't... Uh, whatever, fine. But because I had such low expectations for her, right, her performance was surprisingly entertaining. Like, I didn't really know what to expect, and all of a sudden there's sharks dancing, and... I
2: really wanted to see more stuff fly out of her boobs, though. I'll be honest with you.
0: There's... there's like, there not... was no,
2: like, sparks flying out of her bra. Like, I, that's where I was. There was a
0: giant transforming lion mech that she rode around, though. That was That was exciting. awesome. Uh, but here's the thing, like, whenever there's an artist that I am excited for, I feel like it's constantly a disappointment. Of course it is. Paul McCartney was only okay... It wasn't much of a show. Uh, Rolling Stones looked like they were, like...
2: Corpses. Corpses,
0: yeah. It's because Rolling Stones have been done uh, for 25 years. Prince was tight. Prince, Prince was Prince. amazing. Prince. Prince. Can we just get Prince every year? Prince and Beyonce. That's the thing. If it was I Prince right.
2: and Beyonce, I'd watch it every single
1: Prince year. Prince was tight. Beyonce was tight. I'll, I'll go to the fighting for Bruno Mars and the Chili Peppers that was in tight. A, that was
2: one of the best I've um, ever seen. I've
1: seen some good stuff, but it's tough. I can't imagine how hard it's got to be to just put these shows together. Like, you have... Five, you have five minutes to ten minutes to throw it all together. You have to get it right. It can only go off one time. It's pretty wild.
0: All right, so let's, uh, let's move on. We, Other let's, over-unders. All right, so next one. We were talking about them a little bit earlier. So let's get to the real part of the Super Bowl people like. Overrated, Ooh. underrated Super Bowl commercials. Overrated. Wow. Overrated. Overrated. I think we all agree. I think Super Bowl commercials are overrated. You'll see some nice
1: stuff, but they're just commercials. I've been to Super Bowl parties. We have a friend of ours, a kid we used to play music with years ago, a dear, dear friend of the show, and I would go to his house a lot for Super Bowls. Um, and if the Giants weren't playing, because if the Giants were playing, most of the time would be spent in between plays talking about how the refs were screwing over the Giants because the refs have screwed over every team they've ever liked.
2: But we won.
1: Not all the time. Shut up a lot. Um... But generally, like everybody subs like, oh, hush, 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 the commercials. You'll see some good stuff. But like at the end of the day, those commercials are still coming later. Like, who, how do you care that much? Impossible. Overrated.
2: I used to really, I spend, I'll be honest, I spend a lot of time during the Super Bowl time itself watching those commercials and paying very close attention because I want to know what everyone's going to talk about tomorrow. True. Nine times out of ten. I work in a, in a very uh, m- predominantly woman sort of. Industry, right? So everyone I work with, ninety-nine out of, uh, people out of a hundred—I'm sorry, I can't focus—are women. So they want to talk about the commercials. They don't care that Peyton threw past whatever. In the yard, know, they don't six really care. That, yeah. They don't care about the the pass coverage and yeah. what the plays they ran. So that's really—it's like a
0: social rate right of passage for thing. you. It's for a social sure.
2: rate.
0: Same, yes. what do you say? Well, the commercials ties into the the thing about the Super Bowl that actually ties in everything: the halftime show, the game itself, the event, the commercials. One of the things that sets events like the Super Bowl and the Oscars to a certain extent apart are they are large-scale events that we as, like, a country get behind at the same time. Super Bowl is great on Twitter. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, That's true. There's a certain That's thing true. about everyone experiencing this one event at the same time, not on DVR, not, like, watching it later, Twitter. not binge-watching it. Like, there's this thing about the Super Bowl that tomorrow— that's all everyone's going to be talking about. Twitter Everyone is never me. better
1: for me than when there's a yeah. whole bunch of people on live yeah. tweeting about one event that they're all consuming together.
2: It's right. fun. It's a lot of fun,
0: guys. Let's close it up. Uh, Aaron, who's going to win the Super Bowl?
2: Peyton Manning and the Broncos.
0: Kevin, Carolina.
2: I really, I really don't want it to be Carolina. But Neither do I. I but think it might to. be. I'd, like I said, I'd love to see Peyton come back.
1: But like, what are they really going to do? Old Man Peyton versus Cam Newton. Cam Newton is not
2: only unstoppable, but he's. Charismatic and gives the best interviews and wears $875 Versace pants to practice. Like, he's just amazing all the way around.
0: 24-16 Carolina. Jonathan Stewart, 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns.
2: Whoa. If anybody
1: wants to take a bet with Sam, tweet to the Uticast. He is more than willing to bet real money with you.
0: Guys, thank you so much for being here. Aaron Higgins, Kevin Sullivan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, <laughs> I can't I believe can. it. Life I, I really. Do. Awesome. I still don't know
3: I mean. The little kid, we gotta show you. We're gonna watch the, you know, Let's watch not the, not the not video. Let's watch the video. We're gonna watch the video.